0: And we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is my podcast. How are we doing tonight, ladies and gentlemen? So, the subject at hand for this podcast, I was taking recommendations on Twitter, and first one that came up, I said I'd talk about, and it was a question on old school steak and eggs diet, my opinion on steak and eggs dieting or you know, steak and eggs way of eating. So let's let's try and get some frame to this. This is a very journalistic, kind of a question without a question to it. Steak and eggs as a com, as a primary component of diet and food. When we're talking about diet, we're talking about food at large, we always have to give context. So for the sake of this podcast, we're talking about journalistic, how should you be eating on a day-to-day basis for overall health? just just for overall health we're not talking about fat loss we're not talking about specifically for muscle gain but how should a person eat on a day-to-day basis so uh myths myths and misconceptions to food and eating in general when people think of diet the automatic assumption is always weight loss it just as a matter of course people think diet i think weight loss diet has three categories to it the way you eat so this is the basics of dieting. Let's talk about that with this podcast. So that, that seems reasonable. Let's talk about the basics of dieting. And we'll go over common diets. Basics of dieting. Your body is made of energy. So that's an obvious one. But hopefully your body is made of matter. It's made of molecules of atoms, of protons, neutrons, electrons, quarks, uh, what have you. It's made of matter. Your body has various physiological metabolic processes that take place on a day-to-day basis. And those processes utilize energy themselves. And over the course of a day, over the course of living, there's an energetic breakdown. So your body at any given time is, to a degree in a way, it's falling apart in a little bit. Maybe it's by a small percent. It's falling apart. And you eat food to sustain the both literal atomic substructure of your body and to sustain the processes that are taking place they are using up energy. So you need energy to live and eat because you're made of energy. That's why we need food. That's why we can't go without eating. That is what food is for. So that should make sense. In regards to our energy intake, calories are a measure of energy. So I'm not gonna go into the technical details of cal- how calories being a measure of heat, of water, X, Y, Z. It's not important. What matters is that calories, fundamentally, that the meta point, calories are a measurement of energy your body is made of energy you need energy to live so when you are eating food you know when we say has x amount of calories that's the amount of energy that food contains and there are three forms to this you can eat what's called isocalorically which means at maintenance so you are eating relatively the equal amount as your body is expending on daily basis. So the energy that you are intaking is equivalent to the energy that you are expending. Isocaloric diet. You can eat hypercalorically, which is eating in excess of the energy that you are expending. So you are intaking more energy than your body is utilizing. That's the second one. And then you have hypocaloric, which is dieting. You know, dieting in the sense that you are eating less than you are expending. So this is what most would call basic you know, thermodynamics. But really, it's, it's not even thermodynamics in regards to heat energy, it's just energy in general. So it's, very, it's almost, it's, a fundamental, it's fundamental physics in a way. Dieting is just a question of energy, it's a question of physics. Now, with different diets, and the majority of people, really everybody on earth, you need a certain amount of energy to live each day that is somewhat unique to you. So we all need different amounts of energy. Relative to the different kinds of diets and the belief of there being a perfect diet, there is no such thing. If there's one thing you could take away from this podcast, there is no such thing as a perfect human diet because there is no such thing as a perfect person. What does that mean? It means that relative to the general differentiation of there being 7 billion people on earth, of different ethnicities, of different geographic locales, of different heredities. There is no singular optimal way to eat for everybody. The only, the only recommendation one can make generalistically that applies universally is that if you want to be healthy, do not overeat. Eat isochlorically, eat hypocalorically sometimes, but do not eat hypercalorically. Being overweight, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what you are, what your background is, being overweight causes increased gravitational stress upon your body. If you have ever wondered why people that are overweight or obese have joints that hurt and we all somehow intuitively know, well, it's because you're heavy, the weight is bearing down you. Why is the weight bearing down you? Because gravity is pulling you down with greater force than that of a lighter person. So the only recommendation I can make for universal health is don't overeat. Beyond that, there is no universal human diet. Diet, your individual propensity for eating, for foods, for digestion, for absorption, for you being, you think, you know, maybe being carb sensitive, for not digesting fat well, for not liking rich foods, for not liking sweet foods, for not liking sour foods, for not liking meat, for not liking red meat, for not liking vegetables, for not liking carbs, for not liking steak. All these different, you know, likes and dislikes, these different forms of biofeedback is really what they are. That's all unique to yourself. Every person is biochemically individual. We're all a little bit different. General trends can be made among ethnic groups in regards to different diets. So depending upon your ethnicity, if you are Northern European, if you're Eastern European, if you're Sub-Saharan African, if you're East Indian, I know I believe I've talked about this before, depending upon your ethnicity, there's differences in diet. Um, A book I'm reading right now that is really excellent, I would recommend to everybody. And the author's name is escaping me. I'm gonna look it up though. It's called Deep Nutrition. I got it off Amazon just a few days ago. It was a recommended read for myself. Um, it's based on my book selection. And let's see, Deep Nutrition. And the author is uh, Catherine Shanahan. She's an MD, really phenomenal book that talks about how the fundamental biological health of your body is based upon your food intake. How the foods you eat and, and the amounts you eat them in—they are an enormous factor in the vitality of literally your your genetic expression down to molecular subatomic level, even. So the foods you eat affect you. Your optimal diet, in this book, discusses this in detail. Your optimal optimal diet is very dependent upon where your ancestors are from. Different ethnicities digest food differently because we, as human beings, evolved in different places. We may select, we may all have the root, the same root ancestor. Tracing back millions of years, but over a hundred thousand years, fifty thousand years, seventy-five thousand years, ten thousand years, the availability of foods relative to our background that determined our digestion and our nutritional preferences today, and everybody is different as a result of that. And the reality is that our ancestral diets of you know whatever the old country way of eating was, um, you know, to be. Give some for sort of example. You know, let's say if you're from Italy, there's a lot of olive oil, whole grain bread, goat cheese, various plants eaten. You know, how come those things digest well for Italians? Because Italians are adapted to digest them. They literally are. How come you know uh, Japanese can eat so much rice? Relative to their diet and the composition of it, they are well adapted for that uh, food. Uh, you know, how come various Native American tribes can eat so much red meat? Or how come you know various uh, you know African you know uh, cultures can eat so much red meat? or saturated fat, relative to their ethnic background and where they have evolved and been living, and where they've adapted, their digestive system is adapted to that. So your body is going to be adapted to whatever your lineage was, wherever they were at. So it's good to know your background, it's good to know your roots. Within the context of steak and egg diet, so steak and eggs, so what do steak and eggs have in them? Since eggs are honestly not a bad way to diet, for certain, again, ethnic background subcultures for so for Eastern Europeans, Northern Europeans, oftentimes they can digest a larger amount of protein and fat, saturated fat, compared to let's just say you know far Western Europeans. Um, you know, I'll say far Western, but Western versus you know, let's say Northeastern, so almost going into like the Slavic areas versus you know uh, Western Europe. Let's say like the Gauls. Or you know, even the uh, you know, like the Italian you know, or, or, or you know, Greek peninsula. So, a meat, a steak and eggs diet. Steak and eggs. It's it's red meat and it's eggs, obviously. If your diet was predominantly steak and eggs, this actually is a very excellent diet for testosterone levels. If you're a man, so you get that benefit. It's going to be high protein. Protein is highly beneficial for people. And if you are a person that runs on protein, so to speak, the diet's going to be well suited for you that way so that's plus eggs are very bioavailable in protein that's excellent too uh, steak has a lot of minerals in it. steak has vitamin b has iron has vitamin a you know, has a lot of trace nutrients so that's very beneficial same with eggs eggs have vitamin d uh, let's see vitamin e they've got a variety you know they've got the whole gamut of amino acids they got you know healthy cholesterol healthy fat so eggs are or eggs are a very nutritious food steak is a very nutritious food so steak and egg diet yeah, if if you're, let's just assume it's a nice caloric diet, and the majority of your diet is coming from, or the majority of calories, I'm sorry, is coming from steak and eggs. For certain people, that could be extremely healthy. This is why the original research on fat intake, saturated fat intake, um, you know, low fat diets being superior was so misguided. That research, if you really dive into it and look at what it was, you know, the populations that were being examined, the research that said fat is bad, it was based upon people who were either overweight. And or obese, who, you know, their blood work obviously was different from that of a normal person. It was not looking at people that were healthy, metabolically healthy. Also, the diet, you know, saturated fat. It was focused on certain amount, certain forms of artificial fat. Let's say like high, you know, partially hydrogenated oils, vegetable oil, uh, corn oil. Uh, you know, like what other kinds of oils? Um, uh, let's say like you know, like pork fat, lard. It was looking at, you know, people that eat those kinds of oils in a hypercaloric diet, and yeah, of course that's going to be, you know, bad for you you when you're overeating and then overeating, you know, in these kinds of oils. But for a normal body weight, isocaloric person who is well adapted to eating saturated fat, saturated fat can definitely be good for you. And that's not to say that you should eat, you know, eat all the steak and eat all the bacon and eat all the eggs. To a degree, saturated fat is good. All things in moderation. If you overdo something, it's not going to be healthy. But, Steak and eggs as a, you know, predominant component of a diet, that definitely can be healthy. Good for testosterone, good for general recovery, good for, you know, nutrients. So that could constitute an extremely, extremely healthy diet, you know, depending on how it's structured. All, all things are dependent upon context. So that's a good question. Uh, this this is I don't know where to take this podcast now since that was actually the only thing that was asked. But hopefully that gives you some... Yeah, as I, talk about, as I talk about often, hopefully that gives you some contextual background on when you're examining a diet or examining a way of eating. Let's make that kind of the mental lesson. Anytime someone brings up a diet to you, what do you think of this diet, that diet? You need context to understand it. You need context to comprehend when it might be appropriate in different things for different people, different strokes for different folks. There's no, as I said, one size fits all to this. There's no such thing as optimal. There's this more effective or less effective depending upon the situation. So I'll leave that there. Hopefully you guys enjoy the short podcast. If you have any questions at all, as free as as you know as always, feel free to ask. Uh, you can find me at my website, AlexanderJuanAntonioCortez.com. You can find me in the same name, on, same name on Facebook. And I'm set up on Patreon now, so hopefully we can get the audio quality improved on these and get these up and running on a regular basis. So should you feel so inclined to be a benefactor, as always, it is highly, highly appreciated. So talk to you guys again. Good night and good luck.